guess just a little slutty discovering the power of my little titties and no bra. It's Radio Free Top Bag, and I'm Audrey. And I'm out here finding sea specimens. I'm down of it. <laughs> Tell me about me this first. bar time. Oh, you want to yes, hear the first. specimens first? You first? Me first. I want to go first. first. <laughs> Mine and feel is more germane to the topic of the program, but... I thought you, you know. said sea first. As in <laughs> a sea specimen. <laughs> Uh, Sid took me to a wonderful little event. Uh, uh, it's Amani Productions runs it in Cincinnati, Ohio. And there was, so we walk in this place, we get, first we get to security and it's the first time I've been to a bar where there was actual security in like a million fucking years. So they just checking the bag or they fucking wanding you down or what? Wanding me down and shit. Ooh. Like checking the bag. He specifically said checking the bags for weapons, which was fun. Uh, and then they go to wand me and they hit like my crotch area and it goes beep, beep, beep. And I went, it's my PA. And they were like, what? And I said, no, I, I have a button fly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so we get in and you first walk into this place and right on your right, there's like a food truck that's just slinging fucking delicious world food. Just like all kinds of anything you could want. Right. Fuck yeah. As far as street food goes. So cool. Uh, dead ahead, there's a, this adorable little bar, like all backlit and pretty. Love and there's that. somebody up on stage just fucking getting deep on some poetry. Just talking some mad shit poetically. We I'm got like, like a fuck. musical back to it, or is this just, nah, just a poetry this is just Open mic poetry in the fucking front room. How Acapella cool poetry. <laughs> right. That's what they call it. <laughs> And then uh, you hear music thumping in the room to your left. And you're like, oh, I'm going to take a look at that. There's a band playing in this crowded fucking room. And the band's playing in like this pit below the crowd. So it's like the it's like Ooh. they're playing up towards people. Yeah. It's really interesting little dynamic there. Uh, I step to the bar. And listeners of this program who are longtime listeners know that alcohol has had like a complicated place in my life. But I was like, you know what? I want to loosen up. I want to have a responsible amount of drinks this evening. Uh, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> uh, what are we drinking? A chill Long Island or like uh, we're just sipping a little White Claw? I started with two high lifes. Was my okay. oh, right, that's reasonable. The, the way I described it. Uh, I so I get the two. I bought two because the bar was crowded, right? Yeah. Like, let me get two high lifes. Stuff one in the back pocket and I'm walking around with the other one. You got the reserve tank. That's right. I looked at Sid and I said, I'm doing, I'm putting on a base coat, as they like to say. Uh, so I have my, I have my two beers. I ended up having a screwdriver and a G&T. Right. And that was it. I tipped so fucking That's well, too. I was so proud of myself. Yeah, I, fucking no big deal. Four uh, drinks over a night is kind of ideal level. That's what you're you want. feeling it enough, but that's not sending, uh, that's not taking you to the dark place. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, there's even a third room. There is yet another room to this fucking place. You go outside to this outdoor. It looks like you're in fucking uh, like the the Hollywood version of like Bombay, India. Yeah. Audrey was at the Winchester Mystery House. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) There's a fucking there's like a trolley that you can hang out in off to the right. There's just fucking plants and architecture everywhere. It's so fucking crazy cool like the furniture is really eclectic they've obviously just collected this shit uh uh over the years and there's somebody playing like violin noise music almost like they have a violin and they're just kind of like there's like a backing track that's playing out of the bar and they're just like kind of half playing along with that half doing their own thing shredding and i'm like this is so fucking sick and then I proceeded to uh, basically just hang out with the people I came with and not talk to anybody, uh, <laughs> which is my usual MO at a bar. Uh, but a lovely evening all together. I want to get the name of the fucking place real quick because I want to buzz market them. Jamie, pull up that name. Jamie, pull up the name. No, I want to check this place out too. Is it downtown Cincinnati? Yeah. All right. Can't well, Mystery media. Winchester Bar. I'm putting that on my to-do list. Next I'll edit it in. I'll ask, I'll ask Sid and I'll edit it in here. Somerset Bar. We'll edit it in. We'll edit it in. Yeah, well, that sounds uh, like a good time. I'm glad. Fucking 
great times. Then we went to Waffle House and tried to sit down to have food. And uh, we walk into the place and it's kind of crowded and half the restaurants like closed off that you can't go to it. All oh. the tables are filthy and there's two people working in the building and they look completely fucking haggard. I so we, we stand there about three minutes without being acknowledged and then go, I think we ought to go. Yeah. That sucks, though, because the Waffle House is a great cap to the end of the night, but oh, you don't yeah. want to... Uh... Covered Chunkton cap to the night. That's right. <laughs> but you don't want to overload the skeleton crew back right. there oh, my God! the bar. Fucking Tuesday night is not the night for, for Waffle House, apparently. Overloading the Waffle House, that's right. Wapple. Wapple. Well, that's good times. I had my own... Uh, social outgoing day by going on a beach walk while it was storming and so there was nobody out there except for me and the sea specimens holy shit what kind of specimens did you see you ain't gonna believe what i saw and that's why i'm introducing this new segment it's called the specimen roundup like a lasso sound maybe or like a bowl whip yeah i get it in there it's the sea specimen roundup here's what i saw mostly dead shit but pretty cool dead shit. <laughs> it looked like, like the fucking, so the ocean keeps like whipping up over the beach. You yeah. get these tide pools going on the other side. It's all fucking gray, crazy waves. But so I saw millions of dead horseshoe crabs. Oh. Pretty cool. Pretty standard specimens though. Right. You, you see horseshoe the horseshoe little... crab though. They're so cool. Fucking sea I... isopods. They're great. I love them. I love them. And a long history on this planet. Yeah. And, and they're still hanging out with me today. We love that. 400,000, wait, 400 million years in the making. Me and these horseshoe crabs on the on the gray beach, and I'm listening to music, and I'm drinking a beer. Uh, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Having a better time than them being dead. Absolutely. At least three times as good of a time. So we got multiple horseshoe crabs. We got tiny sand crabs alive. These ones Ooh. running around in the sand the fucking wind's knocking it everywhere. They're like, oh, I'm a tiny crab. That's what they say because they're tiny crabs. I'm going to run into my hole or maybe I'm going to pinch your feet. So I'm kind of like looking out for that. And then I saw a big sand crab. Then I saw like, you know, the crabs with the little paddles in the back, like the ocean crabs. Oh. Their back feet are little, little flipper floppers. I didn't even know about that. There's crabs, like seaborne crabs that like kind of like crabs that swim. That's crazy. If they live in the ocean, they got the little swimming legs in the back. Pretty much a regular crab besides that. But you see those legs. You're like, all oh, right, this is an amphibious crab. So I see one of them <laughs> flopping around in the tide pool. Poor motherfucker's probably been stuck there forever. Then the piece de resistance of dead sea specimens. I saw half a skate. <laughs> can i get an amen for half a skate <laughs> amen, you know what a skate is i do it's like a ray yeah but a little like a little weird like a weird ray they got like yeah. the little pointy nose uh, they got some like weird fins in the back then now this was just half they got the one. fins in the back they got the fins in the back and so you know they're kind of the the divas of the sea specimen runway <laughs> But so this one clearly got trapped in a tide pool, got dried out, looks like goddamn skate jerky sitting there. So much so that I was like, oh, this is yet another dead horseshoe crab. Again, playing the hits, a classic, don't get me wrong, but you've seen a hundred of them. You've seen them all. But no, there's a fucking fucking skate wash way up on there on the beach. So that's pretty cool. And then an osprey probably hunting some crabs. Great times. I think I talked on the Patreon about one dropping the fish next to me. So subscribe to the Patreon for that story. That's good. Subscribe shit. to the Patreon for more specimen stories. Uh, <laughs> but so pretty great. I've been returning to my bird watching roots, watching these guys flying around this, uh, this week. So that's pretty cool. You seen any uh, pelicans? No pelicans. Huh. I saw some, uh, Whatever the big seagulls are that are like kind of scary, they eat like smaller birds and shit. Skua, something like that. That's spooky. Scary name for a scary bird. They're flying up like along the ocean's edge with the wind and stuff. And I'm just listening to music, taking the occasional sip, 
breathing it all in a very like zen experience for the first mile and a half and then an absolute death march for the last half mile (laughs) when i realized oh shit my ankles don't work it turned into skiing again yeah (laughs) right you're fucking just kind of trying to (laughs) shimmy through the sand at a certain point uh but a but a good little time but so anyways i'm all burned out from that i hadn't eaten yet i just went over to eat dinner real quick and I drank two or three beers, and now I'm drunker than anticipated. So this is going to be a, a hoot and a holler of an episode, folks. <laughs> and that's been the Sea Specimen Corner. I thought it was the Sea Specimen Roundup. And that's been the Sea Specimen Roundup. We tricked you there. <laughs> and that's how we, while you're tricked by that, we lasso you and we throw you in with the Sea Specimens. <laughs> you fucking sand flea. Got him. <laughs> I'm ocean pilled. I'm fucking beach mode. It's it's, it's cool. Been great. It's, it's been so dope. Great. Like you go out there and it's just the fucking full majesty of the sea. You're like looking at it. You're like, I've heard of like for me, at least I've only been in the ocean like two times. What? Uh, I look at it. I'm like to the sea. I look at it. And I'm like, I heard about you. You're huge <laughs> and dangerous. <laughs> and you're looking at it. It's right the fuck there. It's really cool. That's pretty neat. I'm also reading a book on like uh, first uh, like Cambrian explosion, first like big diversification of big like multicellular life, yeah. big critters. So sitting on the beach reading this and looking out there like, damn, these fucked up shrimp, they were fucking out there 500 million years ago. And so are our creepy little ancestors. And isn't yeah. that great? And now I'm here isn't reading this book. shit? Drinking a beer and recording the best podcast of all time. Lightning hit a puddle somewhere and now everything's all fucked up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, a, a good a good beach week. We're loving it. We're out here. We're having a ball. I got sunburned oh, yeah. a little bit. I don't even care. I'm beach pill. Yeah. My sunburn's getting better. It's fine. Look at that. It's like You got the good. shoulder business going on? Yeah, it's mostly good. I had a spot that I missed when I went tubing. And so I'm like, uh, what well, are you going to tell? How was the tubing? Sid said oh, tubing, we were doing that too. Tubing was great. Uh, uh, Sid and fucking Chris and Sarah and all these like cool people. Uh, we go, we like hike down in, we're in old Milford. We like hike down to the river, carrying our yeah. tubes, toss the bitches in and get in. We're all lashed together. So we're like moving as a unit through the fucking yeah. river. And uh, like, I just, I like fully blissed out. Like I'm just like yeah. laying back in the tube. I've got like they <laughs> Sid, Sid supplied the tubes and got me one with like a headrest Ooh, on the back of it. Tube. So I'm like all fucking luxuried. I'm just like, <laughs> like no fucking spine pain, just fully fucking relaxed into this thing. I almost fell asleep at one point. Like it was just so serene. And then we get to the fucking rapids. And oh, like, there's fucking okay, rapids so- is part of this. Yeah, they're like, you want to plank out when we go through the rapids so you don't slam your fucking tailbone into a rock. Oh, God. Like, yeah, that okay, would be that nice. sounds like that would be bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I did exactly that and had a fucking awesome time just fucking whoosh, whoosh, over the fucking waves. Fuck yeah. And then uh, we went and sat in the middle of the river. Like we like clambered out over the fucking slippery ass river rocks and sat in the river as people came by on either side of us on canoes. Oh, like a little island or something? No, just like it was just a shallow part of the river. Oh, We're just like sitting saying. in the river. You're dropping anchor. Yeah. And like uh, at one point, this girl got stuck on a canoe and Sid and Sarah helped her out. And it was fucking cool. I went to go stand up to help him help her. But I almost fucking ate shit on the slippery ass <laughs> river rock. So I was like, you got you got this. You're fine. I'm probably going to make this worse. I'll just provide uh, moral support from over here. Oh, yeah. I'll cheer when you get loose. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fully river pilled. I'm going to be fucking, uh, I didn't see any cool specimens. I was going to say, what about river specimens? Or we did see like some big ass bird, like swept down and fucking was cool. That's a specimen. That's a flying specimen. You certainly do. Uh, but yeah, good times were had. We're going, we're going again. We're doing a girl's trip and I'm very excited about it. Very excited to be included in the girl's trip. I told them, fucking put me in, coach. I'm hoping I'll be out there next month. Fuck yeah. Maybe we record an entire episode on the river. Ooh. Nothing can go wrong. It Remote would be great. record. 
We're here on location at the Little Miami. <laughs> That's right. And we're here in the tube. We're going to be live streaming whatever specimens we encounter. And the first specimen is me. How about that? Homo sapiens. Put me in next time I'm back there. It, perhaps it is my my old age creeping up on me. But I'm really appreciating things where like, hey, we're going out, we're doing something. But then the thing is that you get to chill. Like sitting yeah. in a tube or sitting at the beach and reading scary shrimp book. Yeah. Things like this. This is kind of what I'm aiming for. That is definitely age getting to us. We don't have to go fucking parasailing or anything. We don't have to, you know, there doesn't have to be an action sport yeah. involved. You just literally, like, I'm going to lay some down. I'm going to lay down basically on the ground somewhere nice. And then eventually I'm three miles down the river. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Call me, uh, call me Mark Twain. Um, taking a nap on the river. That was probably in one of those books. They had a raft. Old man in the river. That's right. Folks, <laughs> only the <laughs> finest content here from the beach. <laughs> it's a well, it's a more relaxed tone. We're, yeah. doing, we're doing good. We're very we're relaxed. in we're in beach mode. Hey, grab a daiquiri. Why don't you? Hey, yeah. put your feet up on the on the ottoman raft. That's an invention we could have. It's just a tiny raft for your feet. Folks. Folks. <laughs> Well, how do you say we uh, scour our little box of of question specimens and see what kind of stuff we can wrangle up out of there? What do you think about that? I'm into it. Okay. But first, as always, a word from our sponsor. Hey, it's me, Beach Donovan. I'm here to tell you, hey, who's sponsoring the show this week? It's the RFTB Patreon. The place... That you, uh, listener, you could get a bonus episode each week, plus like 80 episodes in the backlog. You could be sitting pretty. You could be like uh, an osprey coming across half of a skate on the beach. You're Oh, you're going to be in hog heaven with all these episodes. So I say to you, gra- hey, grab your paddleboard, your raft, your sea dew, perhaps. Jet on over to RF. Wait, fuck patreon.com slash rftb and get the bonus episodes and then we'll love you all right that's all i got for the message this week enjoy the rest of the episode do british people call a party at the ocean a sea do they sure do audrey this is correct this is also the british beach corner by the way here in this ad it's all rocky and shitty all right top of the sand dune to you that's british talk back to the show Asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, who? Asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, who? Yeah! Yeah! Woo! That's the ocean wooing, motherfucker! It's the question specimen box. The part of the show where you, the listener, can put your question into a, a glass bottle of sorts on the ocean that we call the internet, and you chuck it in there anonymously, and then we read that question. Oh, hey, I got a bottle in a piece of parchment, but I don't know where to put this question. That's what you're saying right now. Well, hey, why don't you mosey on over to uh, our social media beach uh, on Twitter at our RFTB pod, on Instagram at RFTB pod. Or you can head out to the lighthouse itself. It's our website, rftb.me. You just click that question box link. You send us the questions. And it was all a ruse. No parchment or bottle needed. It couldn't be easier. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're fishing this first one out of the brine. Audrey, what do we got first this week? Hey, everyone. Hi. Ahoy, even. We're included in everyone. That's right. I'm writing a bit. Writing with a bit of a weird question. I was raised LDS, that's the Latter-day Saints church, for anyone wondering, uh, which treated sexual arousal as an absolute sin for teenagers until one was married. Naturally, they were against masturbation and would regularly interrogate me to figure out if I had been masturbating or not. Because of this, adult me has a very hard time getting aroused by real human women. Hentai of adult women? Sure, but not real women. 
Obviously, I'm not expecting like a PhD psychology or anything, but do you two have any ideas on how to help me get sexually attracted to women like any other straight guy? We have a little follow up here. Uh, this was posted about a week after we didn't read the question. We got this last week. It kind of, you know, we ended up doing other stuff. Yeah. Uh, For clarity, if you send yeah. a question in, it will go in the backlog. We will get to it. But we did appreciate the clarification here, the kind of update. Absolutely. Hi, guy who mentioned having a hard time getting aroused by real women despite being straight due to my religious upbringing here. I know the question hasn't been read, and that's fine. I just wanted to clarify that when I mention hentai, I don't mean to say it's the only thing arouses, that arouses me. I mean to say that women in abstract forms are fine, but the moment I encounter a woman in the flesh in front of me, the old religious shit starts kicking into overdrive. How do you defeat God? That's a good question. And that's kind of a question I ask myself every morning when I wake up and drink my cup of Joe, Audrey. How am I going to spit in the big man's face today? That's what I say. <laughs> I do it every day just by existing. It's good. Damn right. Uh, so, I, you know, my background is not LDS, but I was raised pretty freaking Catholic, you know, and, and I don't know. We didn't even get the straight up like masturbation is evil talk, but it was more just like a, everything sexual is taboo. Don't talk about that. It's bad. It's probably sinful. And so when you got an anxiety disorder combined with uh, the old religious guilt, that can definitely do a number on you like this, you know? And you can even get to the point where you recognize like, oh, okay, that was a bunch of shenanigans. Uh, but that kind of instinct, like programmed fear kind of thing can start cropping up, you know, when you try to engage with this stuff, even years on after the fact. Uh, so I just say like my experience being younger, I talked about this a little bit, didn't really masturbate until I lost my virginity for like a long stretch. I'd maybe done it two times before then, uh, largely because of like this just weird guilt and like, this is not good, you know, kind of feeling that the, uh, the religious shit gives you. Uh, and I don't know if this is the same kind of thing, but I, I definitely like my first pornography and kind of sexual material shit that I saw uh, was fucking hentai back in the day. And I feel like part of that was just cause like, uh, well, well, it's like a drawing or whatever. So maybe it's right. in like a, maybe Jesus is okay with this one. You know, he's a friend to Japan and all that they create. And so perhaps this will slide right under his watchful eye. Uh, but I, I remember, and this is all like kind of middle school, high school, nah, not so much high school, middle school, like first kind of having sexual feelings zone. Like I remember actively being like, I don't know, you're fucking going through new grounds or whatever the fuck we did back in the day. Mm -hmm. And like stuff with actual people would come up. And it wouldn't even necessarily be that I was like, oh, it's sinful, get away, like freak out kind of thing. But it was just like a, that bad feeling is there and, and you just kind of avoid it. And instead you go for the anime titties, right? And so I'm wondering just how much of it is that? Like I'm wondering if this person has any kind of past like that where that was the main thing for them, exploring sexuality for the first time. Uh, that seems likely to me. It, 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 it's definitely like a thing to to work through because you keep that up for a long enough time i mean it's just conditioning at that point you know yeah. if you're getting aroused just to the one thing and the other thing's turning you off you're just going to do the one thing forever not that there's anything wrong with like being into that yes. kind of stuff but it just sounds like that's not what you want and you kind of right. sense that uh, you want to explore the other stuff you want to get out of the, the cartoon zone so to speak yes that's where that's I wanted to hit that point real quick before we got going on in, in earnest on this one. Uh, if it turns out that your only sexual arousal that works functionally for you without this kind of guilt turns out to be hentai, you can have a perfectly good and fulfilling and like, you know, happy life doing that. That's a possibility for you. So right. I think it starts with taking that pressure off of yourself. Like if you're like, oh, I got to get into women or I'm like some kind of, yeah. you know, I'm less than or whatever, then you're going to get even more in your head about it. And you're going to get yep. psyched out. So it's like a lot of it is going to be relaxing. A lot of it is going to be just being in the moment 
and not thinking about bigger picture stuff if you're if you do get involved uh, with somebody mm-hmm. uh, i wonder how much you're dating i wonder how much you're actually talking to people i would encourage you to give that a shot and to take it real fucking slow like don't jump in the sack with anybody because you're gonna get all fucking right. freaked out about it uh the other big thing, if on on the night that you manage to make this happen, you like somebody is interested in you sexually, everything's going in the right direction. Uh, it's a little bit of practical advice, something that I like to do to get more comfortable with a new partner. I've mentioned it before on the program. Take a shower together. Yeah. Because then you get nice and clean and you're more fun to play with. Uh, right. And also you get to see... You like you see everything in the light for a second yeah. beforehand, and you're like, "Okay, that's just another person with their real human body in front of me." Right, you got some time to to kind of acclimate, yes, to being around another naked person without the pressure of like, oh, "Okay, we're having sex. I've got to do something here." Right. You know, you can kind they of can drink wash it their in hair for them. That's a nice. Oh, thing that's to so do. sweet. You can fill your scrotum with water and drop it on their foot. That'll break the ice. Oh. Real quick, uh, I'm not going to have one of those for a whole lot longer. I actually scheduled my uh, uh, urology appointment for my orchiectomy. That's Oh, let's fucking go. Congrats. Everything's moving in the right direction for that. It's cool shit. Hell yeah. We love that. <laughs> I will lament that losing the ability to fill my scrotum with water and dropping it on my partner's foot it's in the shower. It's pretty great. It's pretty goddamn great. But it's all about trade-offs in life. That's right. Gender fulfillment, <laughs> sack water balloon, uh, <laughs> outweighs it a little bit. Maybe. Uh, but you'll get there. Like, the other thing you have to do is you have to have confidence that you will arrive at a place where you can, that you can do this. If yeah. that's the thing that you want. You just got to set yourself on the fact that, like, this will happen. It's just, I got to give myself the time and the space and the... Uh, give yourself the mental space sort of set and setting it too you know what i mean sort of like with a psychedelic you just kind of like create the conditions that are going to let you be relaxed and in the moment right Uh, whatever that means for you whatever makes you feel comfortable in an environment and i think a lot of that like relaxed interaction like i don't know you match with somebody on a dating app or you got somebody you like and it's moving towards you could have a first date or something like it's completely okay to not know what you want, to not know if you want to do anything sexually. Yeah. Like anybody cool is going to be fine with that. You don't have to go on a first date fucking laying out. Oh, here's my five year plan for us if things go right. Like you just <laughs> come fact, fucking at it where you're if at. You do. Yeah. Uh, so I think just as part of that pressure element to approaching these things, we've told other people this to get the anxiety with dates, and it's something I do. But just approaching it as I'm just here to chat with this person. It does not matter what happens. Let's see. Maybe yep. something cool will happen. Maybe it won't. Worst case scenario, you get a little practice chatting with somebody. You have, I don't know, a nice little time having a drink and, and chatting or whatever you do. Uh, so I think going into it with that mentality as opposed to getting so many steps ahead of like, can I do this if it happens? Like yep. you'll you'll know in the moment. And I think spending some time with somebody you're attracted to and chatting, getting comfortable with them. I think that'll remove some of that anxiety too. It won't seem like such a wild thing. Uh, Cause you know, there's so many elements to what attraction is for people. And yeah. uh, even pornography has got more than just like, Oh, I like the look of this thing. Like there can be dynamics at play or whatever the fuck in the material you're looking at. Uh, that's, that's connecting with some of those uh, things you're attracted to as well. Uh, but all of that kind of stuff isn't going to have the component of like getting to know somebody and chatting with somebody mm. like emotional attraction that you get talking to another person. And maybe that's something that'll do a lot for you. And you just haven't experienced it so much yet. Cause you've been, you know, having the anxiety around this. Yeah. Uh, so just go into this fucking experimental mode, open mind, set up a time with somebody you like you match with whatever have a little chat about things. If it starts moving in a sexual direction, just check in with yourself, see how you're feeling, you know? And if it's not good at the time, let them know, you know, you need a little time or whatever. Uh, But like we always say, I think anybody you want to be with is going to be cool about this kind of thing. Everybody comes to sexuality from a different place and with different levels of openness. So 
you know, don't be beating yourself up. Get in there, see how it goes, and then work from there. You know, you don't have to have uh, an end goal in mind and all this stuff. True ass. Maybe take your date to the ocean and scour the sand dunes for specimens. <laughs> That's <laughs> specimen my personal watch. recommendation. That's my roundup. It's the specimen roundup. And you could debut that segment on your own date. And wouldn't that be <laughs> We've lovely? talked before about, like, I got a new segment for this date. <laughs> I am prepared to be deploying that bit. It's so It's very good. good. You it's should bring so note good. cards like fucking Letterman. <laughs> like, flip through them. And then, like, when you as you as you finish the note card, you flip it over your shoulder. I, br- I got a hit clips clip to my belt loop and I pop the little whatever the fuck they put in there, the little memory card thing yeah. in, and I start playing like segment music. Boom, oh, wait, hold on. Boom, <laughs> boom. But it's mono and tinny as fuck and it only lasts 30 <laughs> seconds. Beautiful. <laughs> we wish you luck out there, person. Yeah, you got you're this. You're going to make it. You're going to yeah. end up okay no matter what happens. And, uh, I, you know, I have the utmost confidence in you. I think you, I think you can, I think you can achieve your goals. I think so too. It's all practice. It's all getting into new experiences and that stuff tends to go better when you get out of your own way, you get out of your head and you just let yourself experience stuff. And no matter what happens, you'd be all right. True ass. All right. Here comes another one. Mm. Another one. That's a DJ Khaled quote. Hi, RFTB. Hello. Hi. Grunge Dad with the daughter here. Oh, hey, Grunge Dad. We remember Grunge Dad. Yeah, what up, Grunge Dad? A couple weeks ago, a month ago, they were trying, they got a younger daughter trying to find some common ground music. They were trying to introduce her to grunge, 90s grunge. She wasn't having it. And I think we were kind of like, oh, try to find something, you know, that she's into and, and, and go from there. Yeah, move so around he, your tastes, see if there's other things that you were into that she might jive yeah, with more. somewhere you both land on. But So they got an update for us. I took your advice and tried to engage with her own hobbies, but she once again shut me down. Oh, oh. no. Spent about 20 hours listening to her favorite bands and got really into the music. But when I tried to talk to her about it, she told me old white dudes don't get K-pop. <laughs> I mean, fair. (laughs) Yeah. My wife tells me that I should stop trying to intrude in my daughter's life, but I feel really isolated from my family because of this. Mm. My wife and daughter went to the big city for a concert over the weekend and took an extra day to go sightseeing, which I had wanted to do as a family. I'm not abusive or domineering. I just don't understand what I've done wrong. Hmm. Well, that's a pickle. I hate to see that our our advice didn't work perfectly. Damn it. As we I was expected you'd... to every time. Yeah. I was hoping um, it'd be something to land on, though. But yeah. what do you think? I think sometimes it do just be fucking hard with dads. Yeah. Because dad is sort of an odd figure in your life to a large degree. If your dad's anything like mine, he's the person that is responsible for the majority of your financial security and well-being. <laughs> He also stubs his toe and yells fuck really loud and scares the shit out of you and has arguments with your mom that make you very upset. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like a hard thing to like, like the, the, the human man is, is like a dangerous creature to me. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there is a weird energy around daddom. Like, and I think it's wrapped up in patriarchy. I think it's wrapped up in toxic masculinity. And I think it's something that every mask presenting person has to reckon with to a certain degree. I think it's just weird with dads. And she's moving through a phase where she is really feeling that weirdness from dad and is yeah. wanting to distance herself. And that's, that's really hard when your kid is doing something that you don't really get. You're kind of like, well, why? And they're just like, cause. Yeah. And I'm like growing into my own person to a larger degree than than i was before and i just it's just that way right now and it may not always be that way yeah so you're the space i think you give her the space yeah i think that right now is the key part because even if you get a good relationship like you ain't doing anything wrong kind of thing 
teenagers are fucking fickle little shits. Like, (laughs) I don't know. There's times a teenager is just like parents in general. You're just like, I don't fucking get Mm -hmm. it. Like just them being around, even if they're into the same thing, it's like, Oh, there's this fucking dad here and it's your yep. dad. It's a person you love, but you know, some right. spaces are kind of like, I'm trying to work out my teenage shit. Can and you I can't quite do that right. You're watching Jungkook do his thing <laughs> and dad's there. And yeah. you're like, come on. <laughs> which is, which is a bummer. Cause like, I think you got a really fucking sweet impulse here trying to connect yeah. with her and like find something in common and all that. And so like, no fault to you. Like right. you're not doing anything wrong here. Good for you for trying to do that. But I, you know, I think that can just be part of it is sometimes teenagers just kind of want to keep that distance or have some, you know, music or another thing that they're into or whatever to be like their kind of space. And I'm sure it extra sucks that like your wife went with her and they maybe have a good relationship there and you don't like that's got to feel frustrating. But I just to the best of your abilities, just the logic isn't necessarily going to be sound like they got their own reasons for doing this stuff. It it might suck and it it, it sucks that you're being excluded from it. Uh, But you you made your try here. And I think the best thing to do is is just to give them that space. but, you know, keep checking in and stuff. Is there other stuff that you could do together? Uh, you know, as time goes on, maybe they get a little bit less like that. I, for one, like left for college, uh, haven't like argued with my mom a ton up to, up to that point. And once I was out of the house and like doing my own thing, then we had like a really good relationship from then on. Yeah. You know, and in retrospect, it sucks. Like, I don't know. I wish I'd been less of a shitty little teenager, but fucking everybody does. You know, yeah. uh, there's just such a fucking mix of feelings and figuring things out that's happening at that time. You kind of just got to chalk it up to that, I think. Uh, so I just I just take the step back a little bit, look for the other stuff to get into. Uh, but, you know, don't be as best as you can, because this does suck. Like, I'm, I'm sure this does not feel great. But to the best that you can, just try to hold on to that feeling for now. Let them do their thing. And hopefully, eventually, they come around. You yeah. know? As someone who is currently going through puberty, again, uh, I am very familiar with the irrationality that comes with your hormones changing around. Right. Uh, so, it's, you know, we all remember what it was like to, like, you come in, you come in from school and maybe you had a bad day at school and your dad says, hey, how's it going, sport? And you go, fuck you, dad. Right. You know, what I mean? like <laughs> just completely irrational. Like it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. It could, this could just have nothing to do with anything. And you can still be trying your best. It's like a sweet yeah. thing to do to check in and like, again, try to take an interest in what, what your kid's doing. Like that's good fucking parent stuff. But it just sometimes just ain't going to work out for whatever reason uh, of the teenage mind. Uh, And it is painful. And we do. uh, Yeah, for we do have your back there. Um, So maybe maybe part of it is like a self-care thing is like really, you know, taking the time to make sure that you're looking after your emotional well-being after going through something really difficult like that, like a rejection like that. Keep an eye on yourself. Check your emotional check engine light. Yeah, it's tough, but you know, they they get a little bit older. Uh, some of those things get figured out. Some of those insecurities go away. Like I don't think sure. it's gonna it's gonna be like this forever. I think the best thing you can do is just keep that kind of supportive nature. Be there, but but you know, keep the give them the space. Keep the distance a little bit until something comes up that you can bond over. Yeah, I got an idea. Take her to the beach. Start looking for sea specimens. <laughs> You'll bond over half of a dried up skate. And it'll right. be great. Okay. I kept going through like moments of self-conception on the beach where I was like, damn, I'm feeling like Zen and great. And then also I'm like, I'm this haggard mustached fucker looking at dead animals, <laughs> dead crustaceans all over the fucking empty ass beach. I contain multitudes. I'm reading another question. Do it, coward. I'm going to bring sea specimens up again. You can't stop me. (laughs) Hi, Donovan and Audrey. Hey. Hello. I am talking to a girl that I know from the hobby shop we both frequent. 
We worked on a big project together and I'm trying to ask her out. The issue is that she is super sarcastic. And while that is hot, I don't know where I actually stand. She can just tell me to fuck off, but she seems to delight in sarcastically responding. What do? I want to know exactly what kind of sarcastic responses you're getting. If you're like, hey, um, so we worked on this big project together and I just, you know, I just think you're great and I want to spend more time with you. And she goes, yeah, right, fuck face. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know, I want to know exactly what's happening there. Because, right. like, some people are, are just very sarcastic, just don't respond to things with genuineness very easily. Yeah. And they skate around things. And I think that that maybe stems from a certain degree of insecurity in some people. Uh, the just communication style, even. That too. Like, turning somebody down can be a tough thing. Yeah. Like, especially as as a woman turning down a guy. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I think a way to diffuse that can be to be sarcastic, but also it could be a, like a lot of other things. Like this could be anything from they're just doing that to kind of try to get you the hint that they're not that interested, but like they like you. You know, they don't want you to fuck off completely. They want to have a friendship or something there, but just the romantic thing isn't there. Uh it could also be like a flirty thing too, potentially, depending mm-hmm. again on like what exactly they're saying here. But I'll say like in general, if you're going after somebody and they're just kind of giving you the non-committal responses or making jokes or something, you just pull back. Yep. And if something's going to happen, like they're going to initiate a bit once you do that. But if it doesn't and you got to be cool with this, then there might just not be anything there. Yeah. All that matters though is you, you shot the shot and you see what happens, but you know, if you're not getting the if fucking enthusiastic, uh, yeah, let's go do something or whatever, it just pull back a little bit. You don't want to yeah. uh, misinterpret this as them being like cagey when actually they're trying to like just kind of gently tell you they're not interested. And then if you keep doing it, then it becomes like a shitty thing for them and it makes you look bad. Uh, yeah. So I just reel it back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I have a history of hearing the I, I have come to call it a squiggly no. <laughs> you hear the squiggly no and then yep. you're like it was squiggly what yeah <laughs> it was squiggly it wasn't real solid right uh so yeah fuck play hard to get a little bit you know what i mean that's what Still i'm saying stay in the orbit like stay you know close enough stay in earshot right yeah but back up a little bit and see if she maybe approaches that's what i'm saying if you're being really forward and flirty and like asking him out a bunch of stuff and you're just getting the sarcasm then back off like fucking banter be a little bit flirty but just it's not only about like respecting that person's boundaries but i think that also reflects well on a person if you can convey that like i'm okay by myself mode we're like hey it's cool that you turn me down you don't have to like worry about this this doesn't have to be a thing they can still be friendly and stuff and uh you know, sometimes something comes out of there, but again, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes yeah. they just ain't into you, and that's fine too. Uh, but that's also a potentially, you know, friend to make there, and people definitely respect when you respect their boundaries like that. So true ass. Just do the do the real back. Keep uh, you know, keep chatting and stuff. Don't feel like you gotta be like, ooh, I'm never talking to you. Like I'm gonna be super fucking hard to get kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I'm going to be aloof as fuck bit. now. No, yeah. don't do that. But Not no. too far in that direction either. But uh, yeah, just just don't be don't be out there begging. You know, it never, yeah. it's never a good look. And it I'm never on my is, knees, babe. I just, yeah. just let me take no care for coffee. That. <laughs> that sucks. Despite every fucking 80s high school movie, nobody yeah. really wants the motherfucker outside with a boombox that they've told, no, nah, I'm not so into this, you know? Yeah. So, but also at the same time, don't beat yourself up here. Don't be like, oh God, like I, what did I do wrong here? Like, oh, right. how am I going to talk to other the chemistry people? is just not there and right. don't put too most much pressure on most of the night. Yeah. I, we say, this is something we say with some regularity, most relationships and most dates and most anything don't pan out to a whole lot because like human chemistry is sort of hit or miss. Uh, if you don't have it, you don't have it and you just move on and there will be more people in your life. Yeah. You will meet people. And the better you get at 
you know, handling that rejection and know you're going to be okay regardless and respecting that person's boundaries, the better you're going to fucking do dating down the long run. Because the more likely you're going to be to go talk to somebody who you think is cute because you're not going to be freaking yourself out like, oh, no, what if they reject me? You'll be like, what if they reject me? Yeah. I'm shooting the shot. Who gives a shit? And right. that is the kind of energy that people like. Fucking do that. That is my straight, advice. Straight up. That's badass. Let's fucking go. We're out here being aloof, but not in a shitty way. Uh, that's what i aim for yeah <laughs> all right thank you for your question though and uh you know if you got some better luck with this uh, other places or you got any updates on this we always love to hear the follow-up hit that question box go back 20 minutes to my sick ad read if you need to know where it is <laughs> yeah all right here comes another one wait that's the same one this is a different one. Can we get some small penis love? I've been playing with a pair of new subs, and they both worry about the size of their dicks. I think they're both beautiful. In parentheses, the boys and their penises. <laughs> and I know they listen to this show. Help me out, Audrey and Donovan. I, my, I think my favorite part of this question is knowing that there are beautiful subby boys with beautiful penises listening to my voice right now. I think I like that a lot. Shouts out. We'll Shouts. send you a sea specimen. <laughs> I love him. I love a tiny dick. As the, as the person who is into penises on this podcast, uh, they, there are so many advantages to a small penis, right? Uh, your mouth is only so big and That's fitting right. a, a fitting a very large thing into your mouth repeatedly for a long fucking time while you're trying to do techniques and shit with your tongue. That's a lot of fucking work. And it hurts if you do it to a smaller wingus. It's great. Like I, I love, I love playing with a tiny wiener. Uh, they they're they're just they're adorable too <laughs> like it's just like oh yay but like not a, like people people hear that and they interpret it in a shitty way like your dick right. is cute oh right. my dick's cute i want it to be what scary yeah like, you know what I mean? like <laughs> people need to people need to eschew this whole i need to have a fucking giant hog in order to be right. a perceived as a masculine person that sucks uh and uh b to pleasure somebody because there's a million ways to pleasure people some people don't even like penetrative sex that's like the first that's the first piece of advice we gave on the first episode of the program some people just don't like penetrative sex that's right forget about it like whatever you got is great like it's all everything's got merits in all directions whatever you've got is great uh but particularly i do i do love a small wingus i do yeah I think it just ties into the the fucking hyper bullshit, the hyper masculine bullshit yet again, you know, where a culture tells you oh, you're not good enough as a man. And unless you're the fucking biggest, oh, the fucking scary yeah. fucking, uh, person out there. And like, not only is that just not something everybody should be going for, because it's not it doesn't make that the best. Like, there's just a spectrum of different ways than people can be. Some people are into that. A lot of people fucking aren't into that. Yeah. As Audrey's saying, like a lot of people just practically speaking, it, not ideal fucking pain, you know? Yeah. Uh, people not being able to come from penetrative sex uh, or just preferring the sensation of a, of a smaller one going on. Like it really is that just everybody's got their own preference and none of those preferences are wrong, you know? And so your body's not wrong. It's, it's however the way it is. Uh, and I think particularly like in the situation that you got going on, reassure these subs of this, you know, and I don't know necessarily how you'd work this in. If you're like trying to dom them and stuff, like, I'm not, I don't know what the relationship is mm-hmm. outside of like this sexual dynamic that you have. Uh, but maybe just, just fucking hype them up. Just let them know you think they're hot and like, you yeah. appreciate, you know, the shit that they're doing and they're they're hitting all the fucking boxes or whatever. Like, I think just a little confidence boost from that would be good times. Uh, you don't even have to be like, no, it's actually fucking perfect or whatever. Like you maybe not even focus on that. Just the general hype up here. Cause there's so much, there's so much more to what makes people attractive, sexually attractive and all of these things. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't have the sub arrangement going with them if, if you weren't into them, if you didn't find them attractive. Right. So I think just I think just get that hype up going. 
and and fucking small dick love indeed. We we salute our small penises in the audience. Penises of any size. If fucking as long as you're coming to things with uh you know confidence, openness, uh and and, and trying to uh you know do the best you can for your partner. That's all that fucking matters. And yeah. if it's not working for them, they're, they wouldn't still be here. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, if you're the, it's the Dom rating this in. Yeah. Yes. I think just hit him with that reassurance, you know, even if it's just in a side moment or whatever, and you're out of the scene, like, Hey, you were fucking great. You can do a better job of this than I can. But hit, hit them with some confidence boosters. I think that'll Absolutely. help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Talk, I like I like referring to him as cute. It's it, like some people take it badly, but I'm like, your dick is so cute. It is. <laughs> like, I think it is. You know? It is, it is such like a wild thing. How much is tied up with anatomy like that? And, you know? <laughs> What do you like? I feel like when people are talking about wanting a bigger dick, they should have like a flame decal on their car or something. You know what I mean? Like it's such <laughs> right. a, I feel like it's such like a fucking like Punisher skull thing to want a bigger sure. dick, you know? But again, just be, you know, it's just that social pressure on it too and fucking media and porn stereotypes or whatever. Like, I don't know. To, to be fair, you're, you're, you're up against some bullshit the culture's that's throwing true. at you, but none of that shit matters. What matters is what your partner thinks. They're clearly in a good situation here. And so you, you know, being the partner, not just the partner, like the Dom here, I think like, I don't know, especially if you're, uh, you know, doing like some humiliation type stuff or like, mm. I don't know, you're really fucking controlling things all the way through having the conversation outside of that and being like, Hey, you're fucking killing it. I think that yeah. means a lot coming from somebody that you've got that dynamic with. Yeah. So let's fucking go. PP is in the air. We just I'm gonna don't cut care. in a little bit of uh, peaches dick in the air right here. <laughs> That's a song. Yeah. <laughs> like peaches, the the teaches of peaches. Yeah, peaches who did fucking uh, sucking on my titties. Like you wanted me calling me. She's on her twentieth uh, anniversary tour for Teaches of Peaches right now, and she's oh, posting shit. the coolest shit on fucking Facebook. She's like, she's like kind of old so she she's on yeah. facebook so uh like like in her facebook story like every day it's just like cool people that she's on tour with doing dope shit and it's all really hot and fucking cool and yeah i love peaches fuck yeah she's I she's for posting her one time. you what i opened for peaches oh what i don't know that uh so i actually was playing on the patio and she was playing on the main floor but during my set the main floor was dead and the outside was popping yeah, that's an opener. So the people who were partying with me went right into party with Peaches. Let's fucking go. It was fucking sick. She's on Facebook posting a, a can of Del Monte, and she's like, "Hey, that's me." Okay, I'm I'm the hey. Peaches. Hey, I'll take it. Fine. <laughs> she's up there. She's <laughs> posting a, a aerial satellite picture of Georgia, and she's like, "I'm down there somewhere." Hey, group selfie. That's me. That's where Peach is coming from, right? George has got him. Yes. Let's fucking go. Okay, I read that question. Hey, yeah. what do you say we talk about this last one? I'd love that. <laughs> Favorite dinosaurs or prehistoric animals? It just welcome, says. Welcome to a new segment. It's called the Stone Bones Roundup. Whip crack sound. Watch out. <laughs> What's your favorite prehistoric critters? I'm like fucking ichthyosaurus is so cool. Oh it's, yeah. It's like a lizard that is a fish. Yes. It's like a fish. It's like full on like a fuck. It's shaped like a fish. It looks like him. But it's a damn cold blooded ass <laughs> fucking reptile type type of thing. So cool. And they're just swishing that tail around the sea. Pretty crazy. 
Yeah. That's top of my list, too. If we're talking like all uh, old aquatic reptiles, you got the ichthyosaurus, you got them plesiosaurus with the yeah. long necks or sometimes the short necks. The big fucking elasmosaurus? Yeah. With the giant long fucking neck? Yeah. And then like fucking mosasaurus up there, too. I think ichthyosaurus take the cake. I like yeah. something that's fit, full fish looking. They understood the assignment. They looked in the ocean and they said, these things got a fin on top and they got a big fin at the back. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that shit. And I respect Fucking Leopleurodon. I think that one's a pliosaur. Those are big fuckers. Yeah. It's, uh, let's see. Leopleurodon is an extinct genus of large carnivorous marine reptiles belonging to the Pylosauridae, a clade of short-necked plesiosaur. Yeah. They got the big four paddles on them. You watch Prehistoric Planet, I think they had a couple of those guys in there. They're so fucking spooky to think about something that goddamn big. Yep. Paddling around the ocean, just fucking (laughs) chiggity chomping shit. The thing that hits me with them, though, because like I love the, I don't know, the only aquatic reptiles we got these days are like sea turtles and uh, like the one iguana, marine iguanas or whatever. Yeah, they're cool. But like what kind of filled that niche now is is whales and dolphins. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of like, these are like mammalian ichthyosaurs. They do the live birth head first too. They got like all these anatomical features in common from like completely separate lineages. That shit's pretty cool. I fucking love dolphins. I, I did just say that. Uh, I also, I like how, uh, so you have all these mammalian niches get filled like throughout uh, the old world and fucking uh, the Americas, right? And then you've got Australia all the way over there in the middle of fucking nothing, right? Yeah. No, it's pretty isolated evolutionarily, right? So you have fucking marsupials filling the niches that like yeah. they're, they're so similar to one another. Like they do the same shit ecologically. It's so, it's really cool to think about how like there's just shit to do you know what i mean oh right and those same niches get filled yeah some of mine are like from that area too if we're talking prehistoric animals in australia they had like related to the wombat little little fucking cute guys they had ones that were the size of cows like as recently as i think like two thousand years ago like all a lot of these big animals died out as humans expanded like all across the globe like way pre-industrialization just got fucking out competed by our yeah. asses we showed up with spear points things. and we're like you're big and full of food we're, yeah we're, we're gonna eat all of you not ideal because i'd like to see some of those things but Kathy maybe giant size wombat, of a fucking bus that's what i want i want to hang out with the big motherfuckers but so those are pretty cool there was also like uh convergently evolved they call it a marsupial lion that instead Ooh. of fangs, its big incisors turn into like two kind of spear points. Those Whoa. would have been hunting those big wombats. That's pretty cool. They had huge fucking monitor lizards around there, like twice the size of a Komodo dragon. Damn. Because those niches were empty too, besides uh, marsupials. So lots of fucking cool stuff in like re- more recent past. Uh, fucking even thylacines that we have like videos and pictures of are just like a marsupial that convergently evolved with wolves effectively. Yeah. And this is one of the great tragedies of my life is that a little too late to see those. I think they yeah. died out in like the 20s. A huge bummer. Uh, so that's recent stuff. Yeah. I I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I I wanted to be a marine biologist is one of my one of the kid dream jobs, right? Fuck yeah. And uh I wanted to fucking swim the barrier reef. Yeah, and it's it's just it's just not gonna be there eventually. We'll figure it out. Hopefully, this We're gonna podcast have to because it it's out. like a big fucking deal. <laughs> RFTB saves Australia. That's, a, that's the name <laughs> of our next special. Uh dinosaur wise, I'm a big Spinosaurus guy, and all yep. the ones in kind of that group, they got a kind of spotty lineage. I think like two more were discovered in the past year in the UK, which is pretty cool. Damn. So there's a bunch of weird like crocodile swimming fucking but up on two legs dinosaurs in that realm. I like those guys. I've been real big on old pterosaurs, especially the big so old ass darkids, biggest things that ever flew. Some of them like twice as long as we are. That's pretty fucking crazy. They were just I like giant shit. death storks. 
and fucking fly <laughs> to a place, eat a bunch of tiny little dinosaurs, and then fly off somewhere else. Pretty rad. So sad. And then uh, you sent me off, question asker. I'm fucking here reading a paleontology book at the beach. I've been thinking about all this shit. Uh, you want to look into some real weird shit that doesn't get talked about a lot. Big, okay, we come onto land, right? Kind of lobe fin fish. Oh, now they're flopping around. We got some amphibian type things going around. The two like amnio lineages, things that can lay an egg that can survive on land. You got diapsids, and that's all your reptiles and shit we've been talking about. You also got synapsids, and that's where fucking we came from. Mammals, mm. uh, you know, fucking everything under that as well. If you go like all the way back to pre-dinosaur times, like even pre-Triassic, uh, these different lineages of synapsids were like the big fucking dominant uh, herbivores and like land carnivores. And at that point, they're this weird in-between of like, you can see some things and you're like, hey, there's a mammalness to this. It's got fangs. It's the legs are under it. It's not like all sprawled yeah. out, but it's still kind of lizard looking. Uh, those things are so fucking cool. Highly, if you're interested in this at all, highly recommend reading up on those. I, that was like one of the things getting into paleontology, like uh, recently, where I was like, "How the fuck did I never learn about this? There is so much wild shit that was that was running around." Dimetrodon's the only one that anybody really knows, and everybody thinks yeah. it's a dinosaur. Wrong. That's our fucking ancestor, baby. That's Pretty neat. Cool. So, also, highly recommend uh, big- that. Big shouts to that one fucking rat that survived the fucking extinction at the end of the Cretaceous. Uh, oh, yeah. That is 100, <laughs> like, fucking, it's like, down to, like, the 300 of them that lived. That's who we're from. Yeah. It's pretty rad. Yeah. There's one, too. There's a mammal alive in the Cretaceous. The biggest one got to, like, the size of a beaver, and it would have eaten baby dinosaurs. We all kind of assume that it was all just... And for the most the part, the dinosaurs was little, were doing the predation on the mammals. Yeah, mostly little tiny nocturnal guys, but some fucking early badger type motherfucker, Reaping a Mamus, I think is the name of it. Uh, there's some good videos on that one on YouTube. Uh, another recommendation. I gotta get some kind of paleontology podcast going on. You really got to. It's, I don't you're get very sick passionate of this shit. about it. I so love cool. it. <laughs> so thank you, whoever sent that, for uh, giving me the chance to talk about it on here. I'll take any excuse. <laughs> you got any honorable mentions before we uh, head Strachosaurus, fucking brachiosaurs are really cool. Raptors are neck. sick as shit, like a Utah raptor. It's the scariest motherfucker ever. With fucking with the Dr. Grant showing you that claw gonna yeah. rip your fucking guts open. <laughs> I'm a big fan of them too. And of course, motherfucking T-Rex. You really can't you really Let's can't do a whole up. lot better than a motherfucking T-Rex. Yep giant scary motherfucker that likely just ate dead shit it's it's like the fucking uh it's like the big i'm trying to think of a good example like a radiohead maybe the band that like gets so big and acclaimed and everybody's like actually i think they suck i'm hearing too much about them that's the t-rex arc no it's still still fucking rules you know big ass (laughs) mouth yeah food fighters rips so does the (laughs) t-rex absolutely that's the last (laughs) one we can all take this week foo fighters rips as does T-Rex, as does all the sea specimens are sold today. <laughs> well, and that neatly pushes us ashore on the other end of the episode. The episode is like the ocean in this case, I guess. We took okay. off on one shore and, and now we're at the other side. I'll take it. We ferried you across the sea, listener. And we thank you for joining us on the ferry. Absolutely. Uh, hey, you want to fucking check out the fact that you can get your name shouted out. Do you want to look at that real quick? That's fucking right. It's cool uh, as fuck. You go to patreon.com slash RFTB. You get to $5 a month. You get the bonus episodes. That's great. That's like the main show. But at $10 a month, we are going to shout your name out in lights. In lights. And as we like to do, as we uh, as is our custom, we're going to begin by shouting out our beloved day one Barb. We're going to shout out spreadable fruit. We're going to shout out daddy, our good friend Dylan. We're going to shout out my dad. From episode 105, the Yellow Rose of Toteland, we're going to shout out Ryan, rich homie, click clack. And we're going to shout out Mickey Flykick. We're going to shout out Ren. 
shouts out, we're going to shout out Anthony Limberg. And we are also going to shout out Andy. Thank you so much for joining us at the $10 a month level. We super appreciate you doing that. Uh, let's see. I did the intro song. It's uh, the RFTB theme. Horn, Horn Filters, the love theme from RFTB. I have named it finally. Uh, and- it's soundcloud.com slash rftb uh search radio free tote bag on soundcloud uh we've even got some patreon uh previews up there i gotta get better about making patreon previews but but get them up there you can see what's popping behind the paywall a lot of good stuff and as oh, we yeah. said like 80 episodes you got a road trip coming up burn go sign on up get access to all those episodes get that bonus episode each week big an outro music hey who could forget? It's the Hey Fellows with their song Stephanie. If you'd like to check them out, check them out on Spotify. Three words, the Hey Fellows or Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows. Love it. Uh, I'm going to go make quesadillas and it's going to be fucking great. And I'm going to get right up on this microphone like I always do. And I'm going to say I love you. Thanks. Bye. See specimens. <laughs>